Hey, Foreplay listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Four players right Barstool Sports. We are back for our second show of the week. Um, my first topic, it just says Rangers suck, is what I wrote on the outline. That's so uh, accurate. Honestly, can't even say anything about it. They look like they're stuck in mud. They're a horrible <laughs> hockey team. <laughs> I watched that game and just got fucking hard as a rock. <laughs> Tell me you bet on the Rangers to win, too. Oh, my God. I bet on the Rangers to win. I'm responsibly losing so much money on the That New is York a Rangers. responsible gamble. Honestly, that's the most responsible gamble of all time because you're just I, even your body out. Also, Jake, hey, I, forgot, I forgot to record for that little moan, so that might come in as uh, as computerized in the beginning. But... I will say this. I don't I don't I didn't say this on the last recording. I have been betting the New York Rangers. This is something I've been doing. I feel like I'm buying losses. And I don't know if anyone else has ever done this, but it's essentially hedging your unhappiness. Where I know that if the New York Rangers go on this miracle, unbelievable run, I'm going to be the most sad person on the planet. I'm gonna be a sad little boy. I'm gonna be sitting there pouting and stomping my feet and crying and wow, the Rangers are so bad. I'm gonna be so mad. But the other side is like, what if I just happen to just make like 10 grand on this run? What if I itemize each game where it's like, I'll bet 250 on game one and 500 on game two. And I'll just keep going until if they continue to win games, I'm going to continue to make money. So for me, even when they lose and I lose, I feel like I bought the win last night. There was a feeling where I felt like I made a purchase. And I'm like, you know what? That's the greatest purchase I've ever made. Like a 7-2 win at, in Pittsburgh. Are you it gonna sucks. risk? Are you gonna risk a double here in Game Five? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Well, I've already. Bet? I've I've now doubled up on winning the series bet. Because like, <laughs> like it's just if they come back and fucking you know, you're, you're talking percentages here. There's been, I think the percentage of a team down 3-1, it's like uh, the team that's up 3-1 is like 950 or something like that. It's fucking, it's phenomenally bad odds for the Rangers. So, I mean, yeah. they just look like an AHL team. I was, this guy Braun on defense <sighs> is horrible. Nemeth is bad. They all look slow. The guy, Braun, there was a goal and he was, he didn't, he didn't stop and start once. He just did a bunch of turns and then they just went around him and scored. It was one of the worst defensive plays of all time. I actually wanted to tweet out 61's doing pirouettes out there, but I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to spell that word. So I just quit the tweet. I have no idea how to spell pirouette. Pirouette. Yeah. I don't think you know how to say it either. Yeah. I think that's probably, probably part of the problem. (laughs) Um, it's how Frankie. How do you spell it, T? Do you know how to spell it? No, I don't know how to spell it. I pirouette. I wouldn't even know. I mean, I know where to start, but I wouldn't know to go right after that. <laughs> Give me your first three letters. Um, that's what I, I couldn't get. P Y R. But you couldn't. Right, you I, couldn't I figure a, it out for a tweet. You couldn't uh, like re, be. I was honestly for a so tweet. mad, and I was just like, nobody's going to get the context either. So just. 
you know. I'm surprised that's ever crossed your mind, really. <laughs> I was, right, that's I, I had a I had a moment like that. I had a podcast <laughs> moment sports? off the podcast today with my buddy Kyle. I was talking to him about a situation or something. I forgot how that came up, but I was trying to say, I said, yeah, these guys have all Eliases. And I kept going. I'm like, Eliases, you know. And, I, and you know, he stopped me mid-conversation. He's like, did you mean aliases? And I was like, I think so. But I must have said Eliases two or three times in a group of people. Like, to a group of people. Um, and Eliases is probably the worst one I've ever done. It sounded like some character from Hercules. Have you but been nobody saying called you out that, for a while? Have you been saying it that way your whole life, too? Yeah, like, because aliases for sure sounds right off the tongue. And I know I haven't said that word. Like, it feels new off the tongue. Alias definitely is something that, it feels fresh. Let me just say that. <laughs> Elias has definitely came off right off the rip. <laughs> just off the bat, crack single to left field, no problems. Round first base, undoing the fucking batting gloves. You've been doing Elias. You've been saying Elias. Elias has been in my fucking no book. Alias. For sure feels new. So, um, but yeah, no, the Rangers got their fucking dick stomped on. They got fed it raw, real dry, and it is what it is. And if they come back and win, I'll be a dead person. But um, things are looking good, you know? It's just, it's it's fun time to be a hockey fan. Uh, I will give a little context. We're uh, recording Tuesday night. There's a lot of travel going on. So we're recording Tuesday night. So if things have changed, Rangers are playing Wednesday night. Is that right, Lurch? That is. I did, it doesn't appear that they will, no. but if they, if I mean, they, feels like there's no hope for a Friday game. <laughs> Might I mean, be worse. Horrible. Well, they're, they're playing so at home, slow. so they're a much better home team. Have you seen them move around the ice? It looks oh, like they're it. in quicksand. I mean, they haven't won one puck battle. They just, I mean, we were joking around. It feels like it's like Thursday night skate with your boys, and you're just like, nobody's getting injured out here now. We're just gonna kind of, you know, throw pucks in the net. Nobody's gonna back check and. Yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll just, if somebody wins 9-7, somebody wins 9-7. I mean, it's some of the worst hockey I've ever seen. I, I watched the whole third period completely naked. <laughs> Were you touching yourself? Just, you oh, must yeah. have been touching yourself. From time to time, like, my hands got below my hips. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I was just sitting there being like, this is awesome. <laughs> ice cold bowl of ice cream, briars, mint chocolate chip, just right on my chest, freezing my chest. Just looking uh, naked as a mole rat. Sounds right. I mean, yeah, celebrate. I mean, they are a horrible. It's all I have. Right it's all I have. Yeah, Barry Trotz is gone. Yep. Mm. Um, Blues. Blues are two two. But again, we're recording Tuesday night. People are listening on Thursday. It could be three two. It will be three two unless there's an unbelievably long overtime, uh, one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, Rangers. Boy, oh boy, I bet them last night too, and I did not feel good about that. Seven two was the final, I think. So we're at you know we're at Liberge Casino, beautiful Lake Charles. We're down there with the whole Barstool Classic squad, and we get a nice dinner set up at Ember Steakhouse, and they got the Ranger game on. We got like this this kind of like side private room. They got the only TV that's in there. It's right in our face, Rangers. It's one one, and the boys uh, Mancini and Zach are like. We bet the Rangers live. It's 1-1. We're like, awesome. I jump on it. Bang, bang, 
bang, the, the Penguins just score, score, score. So then I'm like chasing. I'm like, well, if I thought they were going to win a minute ago, I, now I think they're still going to win, but I get really good odds. Put more on it, just bang, Pegster scores like two more goals. It's like six to two. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So that team's awful. That's just an awful hockey <laughs> they're, team, whatever they're doing. So right. we set up. We had a great night ahead. My brother just got an outdoor TV, outdoor fireplace, mm-hmm. invited friends over. Frankie's literally jerking off to this. His clothes are going to start to come off real soon. I fucking love this. I always think about how like much money people spend to go to the garden and they're with their dads. I love the whole thing. Just like so, <laughs> leaving anyways, all upset. Oh, it makes me hard, dude. It's really sure individuals. So, listen to my voice, Frankie. You, you, might, you might come right now. So anyways, we have a big group. Somebody brings over... Um, this is his we, wet dream. We've just got like, we got burgers going, beers. Everybody's happy. Rangers hot start. And then, then the wheels fall. Then it's like one of the worst hockey games ever where people are just like, I'm just like adamant, like just shitting on the hockey team being like, nobody cares. So like Gallant said soft all over the ice. Totally agree. So in the second, they get down four one. And then they get a goal to go back 4-2 with like two and a half minutes left to go in the second period. And I'm like, all right, maybe if we can sneak this out, we're two-goal lead going to the third. No, no, no. They go bang, bang in the last 90 seconds to go 6-2. And then, honestly, just just blow the whole thing up. So that ruined the whole night, obviously. People were depressed. And then we watched, we had the audacity to watch post-game with Hank, Valiquette, and I mean, those guys were near tears. I mean, Hank was like, it's just, it's, it was a sad, it was a bad effort, real, like, just a somber mood. So, yeah, have awesome. a ball, Frankie. Awesome. Ball. It is, it's Igor. He's gotten pulled two nights in a row. The prince that was. I promised. can't really blame him, though, man. I, like, he's still, I mean. Yeah, but when you do this in the, in, uh, totally, like 15 totally. games left in the regular season to the 100%, Penguins and, like, 100%. they come back and, and kick you and, like, you're in, 100%, in, in the locker question. room in period three, back to back games. Awful stuff. Oh my God! It's I like mean, that's it's, that's what like curses are made out of. You know, it's like the little gobble gobble neck. You don't do that. You just yeah. don't give the regular season just material. couldn't mean less. Honestly, so Sydney, you're gonna do that to Sydney Crosby? He's, he's gonna, treating our team like a bunch of children. Sydney Crosby has six straight multi point games in the playoffs against the Rangers. I mean, think about that stat. How hard it is to get points in playoff games. It's the always was, tough. It's always tough when these teams draw. The Penguins, especially in years when the Penguins aren't touted as being as good as they've been, because they still have it. Like, Malkin is still just scoring. He's injured. He's not a factor ever in the playoff start, and he's scoring. Sidney Crosby is the best player of the last 20 years, and it's not close how good that guy is. How many? Co- and now you just have to go up against those guys in the playoffs. I mean, of course they're going to fucking score goals. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, I mean, he he's dominating our team. That line is absolutely dominant. Gensel has five or six goals in the playoffs. <laughs> that guy scores all the time. I mean, and like somebody said it, it was like they're giving Crosby so much attention, which they have to, but it's not like he's like scoring, but he's dominating the ice and passing, and there's just so many open areas. It's really, I mean, it's a humbling game. It's I mean, hopefully the youngsters on the team get taught a little bit of a lesson we're better it doesn't feel like this year is going to pan out for us maybe maybe there's some heroics but honestly i saw that there was like a tweet of them skating and hustling around the ice i was like how about we give the day the boys a day off because they look as slow as a hockey team could ever be i mean anyways it is what it is but we're going down 
Well, congratulations to Frankie. I know this has been one of his more enjoyable segments ever, and last night was probably great, and tomorrow night is probably going to be really nice for you, too, when they go down officially. Uh, much to discuss, Not much to get to. Um, Greg Norman has done uh, another interview where he was yet pressed uh, against some Scotty Scheffler, some Roy McIlroy. I want to talk about this Tom Brady deal, what it could mean for broadcasting and golf going forward. And we got a bunch of from the gallery, uh, from the fans out there. We can talk about Celsius first. Celsius helps you stay active and energized all day. The Rangers might need Celsius. You might want to hit them up. Lurch, I know you know family's been season ticket holders for a long time, so you might have some connections there. Get them some Celsius made with premium ingredients, zero sugar, seven essential vitamins, not like a traditional energy drink. This is sounding more and more like you guys are going to need this. <laughs> Delicious flavors, including mango passion fruit, raspberry acai, peach mango, strawberry lemonade, way more. The list goes on and on. Uh, my favorite's probably raspberry acai because Lurch can't say acai, so that it's makes me gravitate yep. toward <laughs> towards it uh so celsius celsius is fantastic stuff we have discussed at length how you used to think the old school energy drinks were great for you when you're a kid find out nope sugar all kinds of bad stuff going on in there celsius the opposite premium ingredient zero sugar seven essential vitamins delicious flavors go to celsius.com to find a store near you or order online at amazon walmart or target this is what we drink this is what Lurch, Frankie, Trent, myself, Jake Bass, Brennan Jones, Alex Bush, everybody's Delicious. drinking this stuff. Mm-hmm. Celsius.com. Find a store near you. Order online at uh, Amazon, Walmart, or Target. All right. Um, Kyle Morikawa video. So that is uh, has come out now once you are watching this. Uh, incredible. Incredibly funny. Kyle Morikawa is such an absolute savage when it comes to competition we've discussed all the time many times oh we're so blown away at his maturity his ability to give these speeches after he won the british open uh how he approaches interviews how well-rounded he is and what you really kind of almost forget when you get him in these cool environments he wore the suit took frankie's idea which frankie took somebody else and he wore the suit to liberty national uh, you forget that he's just a competitive absolute savage who will do anything to win and when he did win he was not going to let anybody off the hook when it came to a punishment also yeah. gave us oh no go ahead well no i just feel like we're being or i am being desensitized to how amazing these videos are coming out every single tuesday yeah it's like had this been a one-off it's the only thing we'd be talking about for the last year if you're like like you know when we were first starting out as a podcast and getting videos and like trying to get our names out there and our brand if we got a video with colin morikawa who going into this year was the number one number one ranked American golfer that we have here in this great state of the United States of America. The guy is legitimately one of the best stud, biggest studs and best people that we've like ever been around with a profession, uh, in regards to a professional athlete. He does, he's like not a real person. He's built from the same cloth as Tiger Woods. We've always said he's got that extra edge. He's got that fucking fire that you can't, you can't just like create. You have to be born with it. And the fact that we have multiple videos with this guy, and tonight we're facing, or not tonight, well, in real time it's coming out tonight. In mm-hmm. real time it's coming True. out tonight. These yep. people have already seen this for two days, but we have a video with this guy. We're facing him in an athletic challenge on the golf course. Like, how are we not screaming this from the rooftops? Like, this is fucking insane. And it's coming out every Tuesday. We have DJ coming up in a few weeks. It's like, it's insane right. what this TaylorMade series has done to me, has done to you guys. It's just breaking my brain. I want it to be like breaking news every week, but then like I feel like I'm an asshole. Like, hey, by the way, we have the biggest video coming out of all time this week. 
It's every week. You do get. Uh, I I do feel like we've been desensitized to it, and when they do pop up, when when Ebug sends out these teasers and these social clips to our group text, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot that we did that. I forgot that that's coming out. I I need to be focused. I need to drop everything I'm doing. I can't even hang out with my friends. I have to go tell the internet about this fucking video that we're doing with these stars, mega stars. I mean, when when uh, we got a golfer that was. You know, Ollie Schneider Jans, we got, you know, in our first couple of weeks of doing the podcast. And we Huge. and Trent were fist bumping. We were like, fuck yeah, let's go. We're doing a video with Colin Morikawa. What? Where he's playing us, like Frankie said, in a legitimate physical golf competition on a golf course with a punishment that is laugh out loud funny <laughs> and that brings out kind of a menacing side of one of the biggest names in the world of golf. It is like we should we should be shouting it from the internet rooftops at every second. Um, this is what we set out to do. This is what this is beyond what we ever could have imagined. But you know, we wanted to showcase these guys' personalities off of the golf course, or even if they still are on the golf course, outside of the ropes and the traditional confines of being inside the ropes of the PGA Tour. We want to showcase what they're like. We want to showcase that these guys for an hour, thirty minutes, whatever it is, can hang out with relatively normal human beings like us and actually showcase who they really are, what they're like, what they like to talk about, what kind of jabs they like to throw, how they handle kind of adversity outside of golf, but in other shit in life and in conversation and everything else. And here we are just rolling out another one with Colin Morikawa. It's fucking unbelievable when you really He himself has been promoing this video, which has been a, a delight to see. He <laughs> put on his Instagram story, said, I love these guys, which is one of the nicest things anyone has ever Very said nice. about us or to us or about us. And then on Twitter, he called it must watch, which, you know, I know I, I'm, I'm feel like I'm from an older school of the internet. I've been on the internet forever now in terms of having a job with the internet. Putting a must watch on something is a big deal. And I believe that Colin Morikawa knows that it is a big deal. And he's, it is a must watch video for a couple of reasons, but the end of it is, is as must, must watch as you can get. So. I'm very excited for people to see it. I'm, as they listen to this, they've already seen it, hopefully. Yeah. But if they haven't, go watch it because it's that good. Yeah, it's so good. And I mean, we also lucked out with the ending because at one point it was going to be the dunk tank, which would have been great, would have been fun. But yeah. this ending was so much better because it brought out the competitive nature in Colin, a little bit of like psycho behavior, and then you two idiots bouncing around in like a golf cart, like pickup ball machine stumbling around and we all got to just like you know basically like shank hood balls at you to try to just try to knock you out so yep it was an epic outcome and thank god a tailor made for like honestly setting it up and helping to problem solve and figure out a good solution there was so, a part two amazing. when it was over when colin was just <laughs> hooding balls at you two clowns in this golf cart where you know lurch and i were just kind of standing there laughing and like, like school children just laughing at the scene in front of us and colin like looked at us and was like get over here let's go and so then me and lurch got to just jo- we were like us like the the us two you, are you sure and he's like yep get over here get a club and we we're like all right so then he's like that I was also the range that was like players too. only you know what i mean yeah. that was like a players only range yes. that's where they were doing like rory shots and then you know dj and colin so i was like i don't know if we're like this was ground that pretty much we were said like you can't go to so it threw us off when he was like no you guys can then it just trumps everybody else it was that we like went over the boundary for a second and you weren't the whole week you go kind of do whatever we want, except you kick over this boundary. This is only where the real, the real <laughs> people that are actually supposed to be here get to go, aka Roy McElroy, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Matt Wolf. And like now you guys 
are being motioned to go over there by Colin Moore, Kyle himself. We are like, okay. And then it turned into just a wild scene. So awesome video, our YouTube page. Um, boy, is it just really cool that we get to do that stuff. So shout out to Colin being just an awesome dude, by the way. Is, awesome Is dude. desensitized only about cruelty or, or horrifying images? Like when you become desensitized to something or can it be to no, um, be something des- good? You can be desensitized to anything. I feel. You can be yeah. Yeah. You I can think. be desensitized even to like um, food, right? And that kind of – right? Like or desensitized to yeah, other I senses, anything. I would feel like. Good, bad, I guess the, I looked up the, the official um, description uh, the, in the dictionary. I looked up definition. Definition. the definition. <laughs> I have the Elias's, you know, my Elias's perfect? Are really mm-hmm. the description. I, you know, I like I think the my, description. I what did it say? Looked up the official <laughs> description in the dictionary. What do you call that? Uh, Webster's. Um, <laughs> anyway, it said something to do with uh, that you're being desensitized to um, to something of like horror or like uh, cruelty. Oh, wow. You know? Hmm. Yeah. No, I think you can use it positively or negatively. I think if you used it in either scenario, people would totally understand what you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to tweet that. That's why I wanted to let you guys know. That's good. Yeah, you can go ahead and, and tweet that. It's a good one. Uh, all right. A few uh, topics to get to, and then I want to get to a bunch of from the galleries. First of all, just um, a little tidbit I saw came across my radar there. Scotty Scheffler went lit up Southern Hills in a practice round. Um, Cameron Chim, I believe, C-H-H-I-M, the assistant pro there. I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. If I am, I apologize. I'm stupid. Double H. Uh, Don't use Double H. That. No, you don't see that all the time. No, you don't. Caddied for Scotty Scheffler and Ryan Palmer. He played one hell. He played one ball the entire time, no practice putts, and made it look easy. He told Golf Oklahoma he's number one in the world, and it was pretty easy to see why. It would be hard to say that he's not going to win or at least be in contention. He hits it far enough, and he has just incredible distance control with his irons. Ryan Palmer shot two or three under and looked like he was standing still based on how Scotty was playing. So my question is, are we going to go into yet another major championship with the writing on the fucking wall in front of us and not all do what we said we were going to do last time and just take Scotty Shuffler to win the PGA Championship? I'm betting it's crazy. It. I'm yeah, betting it. Yeah, I'm betting I don't care if, that, if it doesn't happen. I can't have it happen twice where we get all these reports or, you know, at the Masters he was coming off just an incredible run and we were th- – in your head you're thinking – he, there's no way this guy can do it again. We, I mean, we love Scotty. We had him on the show. We were like, how great is it going to be for you to play in the Masters and have an opportunity to win it? But you're thinking, you know, go, it's, it's rare for someone to go on a run like that in golf and then win the Masters on top of it. It almost never happens. So we didn't bet it and we were fucking idiots for that. So idiots, idiots, dude. So hearing these reports. I'm going to bet Scotty Scheffler. And like I said, I don't even care if he doesn't win it, but I can't have him win and have me not bet it. That's what I can't have. It's not supposed to be shocking when when uh, Scotty Scheffler wins a golf event right now. It's supposed to be like, yup. And if that feeling of yup happens, how are you not placing your hard-earned money on that guy to win the golf tournament? It's not like some fucking Joe Schmo. Fucking Zach Johnson comes out of fucking nowhere and wins the PGA Championship. You're like, all right, totally I never random. would have done that. I never would have done that. That's insane. I mean, I might as well just fucking light it on fire or bet He's on the Rangers. Two He's like got two of them, so I mean, it's and then fluke when it's two. Now, now you've got Scotty Scheffler, where it's like, well, obviously, 
Yeah, there's too and, much there's too much good information out there right now to not bet on Scotty. How often do you get a well obviously bet in golf? You don't, Probably and that's why never. we don't. I would argue <laughs> right. that's why we didn't bet it before I know. because it's like there are no well obviously's in golf. Are there Since odds Tiger, out on this right now? But he, but he's just as as close as you can get right now. The guy's literally is shocking people with the way he's playing. The game. What's he? Is he so, the favorite? No, he's probably not. Right? I'm looking right now. I think he him. is, but I'm okay. I, so I'm gonna uh, while Lurch pulls that up, I'm gonna rattle off Scotty Scheffler's um, most recent finishes on the on the PGA Tour playing professional golf. In case people were not familiar, um, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. First place, Genesis Invitational, tied for seventh. Arnold Palmer Invitational, presented by MasterCard, first place. Players Championship, T55. World Golf Championship Match Play, first place. Masters Tournament, first place. Zurich Classic of New Orleans, which is a team event, tied for 18th. So, he is still at that part where I believe he's won four of his last six starts in individual competitions. And now he's going into Southern Hills where the assistant pro... Double H guy is saying, I just don't, I don't see how he doesn't win or is is in is in contention. I mean, we got to take this fucking guy. We got to take this guy. All right, I agree. But if I were to ask you, which I am going to now, we're gonna bet him. But do you think he's gonna win? Of course, I don't think he's gonna win. It's uh, it's it's a numbers game. I mean, I, I see. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Take other the guys. Field. You can't win every week. I mean, you got to take the field. <laughs> so but John like, Rahm is currently the favorite at plus eleven hundred, and but also not insane because he just won. JT Scheffler and Rory are all uh, plus twelve hundred. So pretty much kind of a tie for for the top. Um, so he's in the mix, but it is crazy that he's just not the number one guy. Like it. It's really it's befuddling. So I've got him on here. Oh, that's the AT and T Byron Nelson. He's a favorite of the AT and T Byron Nelson. Tell you that much. Okay. That's exciting. Right. Go Scotty, go. Tournament. Go Scotty, go. Yeah, I mean, look, this man is clearly playing great golf. It's nice to hear that he's still playing great golf. It's always cool when you get these assistant pros and all that. I wonder if uh, Use Golf Facts is going to have an issue with these. Uh, comments coming out feels like somebody could have pried information out of the assistant pro at Southern Hills to get some information going into the tournament, which obviously he or she that runs that account doesn't like. So we'll be curious to see if that account weighs in on that. Uh, speaking random of PJ, name, sorry, random name associated with uh, that account. Patrick Reed is plus 6,500 to win this year's tournament. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. I'll say. I don't love him as a PGA championship no. guy because he sprays the ball, but his short game's sick. I like him more at a, obviously the Masters, maybe a British Open. I could see him even coming up, coming up. Um, but we're talking PGA championship. We're going to be there throughout the week. You should be there too, and you should use the Game Time app mm-hmm. to get it. The fellows on this show have used the Game Time app, and if I'm if I believe I'm interpreting the way that it's gone correctly, I believe it's gone phenomenally. It's the greatest app ever invented. And we've dealt with other ticketing apps before. Nothing is in comparison to how good game time is. It's been built for last-minute tickets. So right before the game's about to start, day of, morning of, there's no better feeling than waking up, knowing there's a baseball game in town, and being like, you know what? You guys want to go to the baseball game tonight? Go to the Yankees game? I just did this with game time recently. And it's just like the best feeling to be like, I have something awesome going on tonight. 
I've got a ball game and I'm going to look on this app and I'm going to find the best price in town and it's guaranteed to be the lowest price on any other ticketing app. So you got to go do it. And what are we giving? 20 bucks off your first purchase on a fuck, on an event? Well, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked, Frankie. If you download the Game Time app, go to the account tab to create a login and redeem code 4, you do get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. In fact, our very own Jake Bass, Brendan Jones, I think Hannah Cook uh, are going to be using the Game Time app to get tickets to the PGA Championship. There's a limited number of credentials, so we only have, I think, three. Um, so the folks that are part of our crew, our pod, uh, are going to that can't get credentials are going to be using the Game Time app, obviously, because it's the best app um, ever ever created. So they've got uh, last minute deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows. They guarantee the lowest price. Use the code for redeem code for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. Um, Rory, somebody mentioned Rory earlier and his odds going into the tournament. Just wanted to discuss uh, Rory. Has had um, several good finishes. He's notched top five consecutive top fives and consecutive starts. He was runner up at last month's Masters, um, and then uh, last week he made a run. He was only two shots off the lead, two shots behind Max Homa on Sunday at one point. So clearly, Rory is playing some good golf. Um, his quote was, "I'm playing good, playing really good." Um, and he was very positive. I saw these comments very positive going into his his thought his prospects for the PGA Championship. I feel like we've said this since the inception of this show, which was in early 2017, but you got to think Rory is going to break through and win a big tournament, a major championship at some point fucking soon. I mean, it's a it's a not are we talking a 9 Eight or nine year drought this man is on in major championships. Uh, it'll be coming up on eight or eight. Yeah, I guess eight years coming up. Um, yeah, I'll bet him too. Sure. Uh, if if Rory McIlroy says that Lurch is shaking his head, which I disagree with, but if he's if he's being like I'm playing really good, I, I feel like I don't know if we hear him say it that often. Like I'm playing really really good. Then yeah, sure, I'll put a little on him. I was also thinking, looking at those quotes, this is kind of stupid, but. How awesome would it be to be Rory McIlroy sometimes and you can just play golf like that? Like when you're playing really – when you're Rory, like Rory's a person. He's a person like you – like we are. And sometimes he's got to just think like it's fucking awesome to be this good. And I know there's guys out there who have been better than Rory at times. But I think Rory – being Rory sometimes when you're just like I'm fucking Rory and I'm good at golf. He's just out there on a golf course hitting greens, playing well. There's got to be times where it's like it's pretty fucking awesome. Dude, the coolest thing in the yeah. in golf, the coolest you know what I thing. Mean? Yes. The swing, the swing alone. Even if you shanked it, if you could make your body move like that, where you like step on a tee, you're like, oh, that guy can swing it pretty well. Kind of like Frankie, actually. But then he has the outcomes, too. It's got to be off the charts. I mean, like, thanks. What? Excuse Jeez, me. Frankie's got a beautiful looking swing. He just stinks. Like, not like Rory's Rory McIlroy. No, what the? What, what? No problem. I mean, your Thank swing you is guy spent the whole beginning of the show saying jerks off to your misery and you hit him with the, your swing looks like Rory McIlroy? <laughs> what are you dude. doing here? Appreciate that. No, that's, I'm fine with that. I don't need to, you know, shit on people all the time. You know, I think he's got a, <laughs> think he's got a good swing. Frankie's got a different mindset than I He's so. got a beautiful looking swing, but it, you know, I mean, there's a limitation to the. Yeah, How beautiful looking. It this is, is awesome. No, I guess yeah. I mean, if you were going to put like a negative spin on it, it's got to suck it's, to be Frankie. It's Chico an honest spin. A, it's an honest spin on it. It's he's not got a, a beautiful swing and he can't hit the golf ball. So like that sucks right. too. He's kind of trapped inside guess, his own body. 
that actually made me think about something the other way with Rory, where it's got to be incredibly frustrating sometimes. To infuriating. Meet him. <laughs> it has like, to be infuriating. He's like so I would good. actually, I would argue those moments are are far more frequent than the times when he's like, "Man, it's pretty awesome to be Rory right now, and how good I am at golf." Seeing those flashes makes the the bad golf gotta just Dude, drive you up a wall. Trent, every Thursday morning when I when I log on to Twitter and I scroll through Thursday morning of a PGA Tour event that Rory's playing, I feel like I see five tweets where it's like Rory with another drive, three thirty seven down the middle, and then miss the green with a wedge or yeah. like a nine iron. That's gotta be infuriating, guy. I mean, when you can hit the ball the way you can hit it and have a swing. That is that beautiful. That is 10 billion times more beautiful than anybody's swing on this show. It has to suck to not win every single golf tournament he plays in. Yeah, that's the flip side, I suppose. That's the, that's the gift and the curse, as they say. I've always thought, though, just how much fun would it be like when they put on those little clinics and they got a microphone on or when they're in a practice round, like when they just swing a golf club, they're just they just know it's going to be perfect. Like right like when if yeah. when we're swinging like there's a chance it's just a cold shank or today i hit 4 inches behind the ball for the first 6 of them or you know or i blade the first two and a half or so you know you're trying to get through it or whatever every time he swings it's just going to be beautiful and he's pretty much going to flush the golf ball every time dude even when we went down and saw Kisner put on that clinic um where were we at oh it's sage valley and he's just they're just talking through it him and Dewey are up there, and everything that happens is what they say is going to happen for the most part. That is, it's unbelievable. And I don't, I think maybe we don't talk about it enough, or maybe we do on this show, but you got to think about how hard golf is for the people who play it. And then Ooh. these guys are so consistent like that. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, if you have a lot of spin on a ball and, and the wind would not double it, but like, Right, like, uh, like, let's say you hit like a spin, would exaggerate it, or escalate it, amplify it, amplify it. That's the word I was looking for all day today. Played in the wind, got sunburned like you wouldn't believe, and then every time someone would hit like a little like flared out like uh, like a fade or like a slice, I'd be like, man, that wind is really escalating that thing. But it's definitely (laughs) amplified. Yeah. It sucks when you're right around the right word, but you can't come up with it. Which yeah, so Rory, when he plays poorly, it amplifies that feeling of like misery and 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 being upset because he knows how yeah. good he could be. As opposed to like if you're just some Joe Schmo like Zach Johnson, you lose. You're just like, yeah, it's just the feeling I have. It's what my mother told me. You know, I'd never be anything. So yeah, it no, is that's not it how. Is. That's not how. Is Iowa that not how his are. story worked? No, that's not how Iowa mothers are. At least not. <laughs> and you know, I got I got a small sample size, but it's not what happened to me. Big baby, big baby, huge, huge on the front <laughs> page of the paper. Arguably, arguably the biggest. I talked. We talked about that. It's funny um, when you know Barstool is or just our people knowing us has gotten bigger. It feels like in the last five years or whatever. And I've been talking about the just. I'm not even talking about us. I'm talking about the whole company, but. Like some people know things, some people don't. And when I was, I was recently did a couple of chicks in the office live show stops and we talked about me being a big baby and I'm pretty sure no one in the audience knew it. And that reaction, when you have it like a live reaction like that to me saying I was a huge 14 pound baby and they put me on the front of the paper was something that I hadn't experienced in maybe ever, but certainly a long time. People just 
they find out that you're a fat baby and it you know it changes the vibe in the room. Pounds. Fourteen yeah, of them. That's fat. <sighs> it's a lot. I think I was not. I didn't 15, decide. That's like I know, but close baby. to like close to like like dying fat is that like like are babies allowed to be that fat? True. How much bigger can you get before it's like this isn't going well? I mean, well, I will say I get articles sent to me all the time of of Ooh. huge babies that were larger <laughs> than I, but I think you can go pretty high. Fourteen. I don't think I was in. I was at any sort of risk. Fourteen, dude, is huge. That's really big. Uh, Rory, in an exciting um, tidbit of news, is set to play. So he's obviously going to play the uh, PGA. He's going to take a week off, and he's playing four tournaments in a row. He'll uh, play the Memorial, the RBC Canadian Open, where he will be the defending champion because they have not put that tournament on since 2019, pre-pandemic, the U.S. Open, and um, the Travelers Championship. Uh, Very excited for our RBC Canadian Open. I'll say that we have actually a lot of Canadian fans. Uh, Number one. They love to let us know that it's really hard to get our merchandise up there um, because of shipping internationally. So I know there's a lot of them. Number two, they always tell us to come to that event because that's like their crown jewel, obviously for golf, the Canadian Open, all that. And I saw that Rory will be the defending champ there because it hasn't been 2019. So I want to make sure, put this in our tickler file, even if we can't go, which we probably can't, I want to make sure that we uh, amplify that event this year. Done. Fucking tweet that shit. We'll be all over because uh, I love our Canadian fans. So I want to make sure that you know we amplify that thing. I love I love Canadians. Canadians are you know their sport is hockey. We love hockey, Um, and I just have loved Canadians. I don't love the ones in Ontario or in Toronto specifically, but you know most of the good old Canadians. I love their uh, good nature. I like how polite they are and how nice they are in their hair. I like Canadians' hair. Mm -hmm. I like um, syrup. I like um, all that stuff. Poutine. Uh, poutine. I like Tim Hortons. Um, I want to go up to Canada. I want to go to an RBC Heritage. Uh, I want to go to the to the Canadian Open one day for sure. I want to go root on um, Corey Connors. That would be fun to like go like you know root for the Canadian boy up there. My favorite golf course I ever played is in Canada, Cabot Cliffs. There you go. And the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life is in Canada. What's that? Lake Louise, which is right in the Banff Ooh. area. They did a Bachelor episode there, actually, back in the day. Oh, really? uh, most beautiful, uh, you just, uh, most beautiful spot I've ever stood in my life, Lake Louise. They've actually done, you know, occasionally they, um, some of those uh, uh, hockey accounts will tweet out a video of somebody skating on like a sheet of glass lake with mountains and trees in the background. They've done a bunch of those from Lake Louise. It's just off the charts how stunning. Let's it is. all share. The most beautiful place we've ever seen that we've been to. I'll go first. I'll give you guys a couple of minutes to think about it. If Frankie, you just went gray. Bro, when I brought that up, people on YouTube will be able to see it. You like reacted. You're trying to think really hard and you went gray like you had just been wasted in Grand Theft Auto. But um, I'll go first. I'll give you guys some camera. The camera sucks. The most beautiful place that I've ever seen was on the north shore of oahu in hawaii we when i went there yeah no i'm i mean you guys can have good ones too but that's mine and it's we me and my buddies after high school we went there because one of my buddies families is from um hawaii so we went and visited them and we stayed on the beach on the north shore of oahu in a little place called haleiva and our our stayed in that same area 
Really? And I Yeah, I agree. North Shore, Oahu. I was there in January, February, so the waves were ripping. And it is some of the most beautiful coastline in the world. When you look left, and it's like you're in Jurassic Park. I mean, yes. it's, I it's think insane. They, they filmed uh, parts of Lost out Lost. there. Lost, yes. yes. Dude, yes. Right? we're the same you and, had a, guy. you and I had a very similar experience, clearly. <laughs> but it really is like you go there. And I, you, everybody talks about how beautiful Hawaii is. That's not a secret. But like there are certain parts, the parts that I guess that we went to where you just, you can't believe what you're looking at. And that was, I have not found, we've been to a lot of great places thanks to this podcast and our job and whatever. But there, there's something about that, that slice of land, that slice of the planet that is unmatched to me. It's a What's it called? What's it called? Place. Trip? It's the north shore of Oahu, but the place that I stayed in was called Haleiwa. H-A-L. Um, I'm gonna How cool do you feel that you know all those words and names of the places? Did you do that little hike up the, the trail? Like uh, there's this small little oh, wow, hike looks in, really in Haleiwa nice. that you get a whole visual of the coastline. It's probably takes no, 20 minutes. We, um, no, we didn't do that, but I did jump off a huge rock. Ooh, oh, daredevil. You survived? Like, um, yeah, barely. Like, I, the one I did when I was in Georgia with JT, but, like, four or five times taller. Whoa. <laughs> four or five times bigger. Dude, it was. It was big. <laughs> I I was scared. It's there- beautiful out there, though. Like, we had one day that was, like, misting over the mountains. And so you had this, like, low fog, and it literally felt like we were in Jurassic Park. It was epic. That's where I went spearfishing. No way. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. But it's, it's, hard. it's hard. You're underwater and you put the elastic band around your arm and you let it go and it pew. Mm-hmm. I was horrible at it. But that's um, my answer. All right. I do have breaking news, but I, I don't want to interrupt this segment. How big breaking news are we talking? Really super big. Do we want to get to Frankie and Lurch's favorite places in the world or do we want to talk about the breaking news? You don't want to know Riggs's? I thought he said his. I began the whole thing. Lake Louise. Uh, oh, that's right. I'll, I'll just rattle mine off real quick. Um, I have three of them, so I'm not going to play your dumb game. Oh I'm just going to give you one. Right, one one of them. Well, I just can't choose between the two. All right, so say three of them, and then we're going to cut out. We're going to have them have Jake cut well, out. Too. Well, one of them is Horseshoe Bend. It's uh, one of the things to see when you go to the Grand Canyon. It's fucking just the most ridiculous. Yep. You see the river going around this bend, and you get to go right off the edge. And actually, my tour guide held which I hope he's still not in business. He held my hoodie and let me lean over. No. And if he just lets That's go, I'm terrifying. Dead. I mean, come on. What are you- um, that can't be in the employee <laughs> handbook. Fucking- That's got to be the, the thing you can't do in the employee handbook. Bro, people out there were like on ledges playing guitars. It was fucking neurotic what people were doing. And then uh, on the other – neurotic, psychotic. Mm-hmm. So the other side of that, that's that's the desert. Uh, the top of uh, the Rocky Mountains, I was at the top of Keystone Mountain, I believe it was. And just looking at it like you're on top of the world. And I'd never once felt like I literally was in the heavens. Looking out, you see the tips of all the, basically a Coors Light can. You're at the top of it. And you're just like, no way are my eyes real right now. Like, you're just taking pictures the whole fucking time. Like, no fucking way, dude. So, yeah, those two. And then uh, probably Pebble Beach, walking up the 5th Fairway and 6th Fairway. Just nuts. Yeah, I How can about it be better? One. How can it be better than standing on the 6th green at Pebble Beach and looking around? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fair. The highest part of the golf course, just looking around, just being like, what is this spot? 
It's almost uh, the whole thing. That whole conversation almost reminds me of like when people to ask you to compare a certain level of a golf course, where it's like it's awesome. I you know it's awesome. Yeah. I don't. So much. I, it's just reached a tier that's just really super awesome, and I don't know how else to decipher between them. Right. There's a couple locations like when we were in um, Tasmania. Ooh. And I think yeah. it, you, you walk up to that par three tee box. Yeah, like the fourth hole or something on Lost Farm. It's I think. like the most beautiful thing in the world. And how do you compare that to Pebble to like, right. and the four of us schmucks have been all over the globe playing the most elite golf courses in the world. And the visuals that you get, because I was thinking the ninth hole at Cruden Bay, which I hope all of us get to. I think it's the number one t-box and all of scott it's absolutely incredible the visuals you get you take like a five minute walk and then you're at the top of it um just to duck hook one into whatever yeah just to lose a golf ball that's the sick psychotic part about golf is like it's the most beautiful place ever you're like look at this let's take a photo and then you just go up and like unathletically shit your pants and just like embarrass yourself (laughs) and curse yourself it's like the most beautiful thing and then also just the most train wreck disgusting shit of all time i would argue that knocks it down a few points in my eyes like when we're talking about most beautiful place in the world like you talked about pebble and you you are right but and my first one was hawaii i probably the reason it didn't jump right to pebble was because i just you put you just put one in the water four times but golf courses have the best real estate on the planet you like can't get that type of grass going right up to the cliff anywhere else. Like if you do that as a regular citizen, you're like risking your life. You know what I mean? Like if you ever walk to the edge of a cliff like you do on Pebble Beach, hole number six, in just like your jeans and a hoodie, like and you're just like wandering around Earth and you're that high over a cliff, like someone's like, what's that guy doing over there? But for some reason in golf – it's except you're supposed to like take an athletic swing there and like hit golf balls at 120 miles an hour. So like at the end of the day, it's crazy the places you get to to rest your feet uh, on this earth on golf courses. It's like you get to go to the edge. It's crazy. I thought you were gonna have a finishing comment on the edge, but I got pretty I big. It's pretty big news. Let's go to the news because I know. Well, hold on. I, I like this. Like, Tunk Lake, Maine is my number one. Okay. So it's just a fantastic lake in the middle of nowhere. How big is this news? I really yeah. like this moment in time right now. Sorry, Lush, I didn't mean to step on no, 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 uh, no, you're okay. Maine. Yeah, we're living in a moment where we don't know right. the news. And I the love information's it. out there. And actually, the world knows it. Why am I doing great? I actually I get wow, a really moment great. like this is so few, far and few between for me because – I mean, and for you guys, because we're on Twitter, and as soon as something happens, I just know, and I've known ever since I've been on Twitter. So these last five to ten minutes have actually been kind of nice because in the back of my head, I'm thinking something's happened in the world that I just don't know about, and that's a little bit exciting to me. So Eamon Lynch tweeted out, and we're going to talk about Eamon uh, Lynch is dead. <laughs> oh no! No, that would be devastating. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have teased it like that. That wouldn't have been. We like Eamon Lynch. That would have been. Him. Although it would have been fucking hilarious if I would have been like, "Yeah, Eamon's dead." He would have oh loved God. that. <laughs> I know. No, he's he's you know what? Guy. Promise to Eamon Lynch that when he dies, we'll release it just like that, and I think he'll respect that. We'll do the same exact format. Just like, hey, you guys want this news? You want to talk about your favorite? You know. Fucking color on the rainbow. All right. <laughs> Eamon Lynch tweets out, the PGA Tour denies players permission to play in the Saudi-funded event next month. 
And then the article goes on to say, PJ Tours denied its members' permission to play. Uh, the denials were sent to players who had sought permission late Tuesday afternoon. It had been expected that the PGA Tour would grant waivers for the Live Golf Invitational event near London because of a precedent allowing players limited releases for overseas events. All members are required to seek a conflicting event released to compete in non-tour events. This is from Eamon Lynch's piece on Golf Week. Uh, however, it is thought the decision is based on a belief that the event in the UK is effectively part of a rival series, Live Golf, which is funded by the Saudi Arabian regime, <laughs> has announced a schedule of eight tournaments. Um, so they have denied. And there were, uh, I believe the numbers that Greg Norman has thrown out, is 19 of the top 100 in the world. I think 30-something of the top 150 players, ranked players in the world had um, uh, enlisted to try to play in this event. Um, all of them that are members of the PGA Tour are denied and are not allowed to. So things are coming to a head significantly quicker than maybe we would have thought. Yeah, that's what we call a line in the sand. That is that you just now we know because we didn't really know. We kind of knew what was maybe going to happen, but I guess if you had asked us, you know, 15 minutes ago before we got the breaking news, were the was the PJ Tour going to grant these waivers? I think I might have said yes. I think I probably would have said yes. Me too. So for this, for them to be saying, no, you guys can't go play there, that's very interesting and a little bit surprising. So I... Like, I don't know where does, where do those players go now? Like, what do they, I mean, what are they going to decide to do? And what does now the Live Golf League do? Because now their legs are almost completely cut out from under them with, in terms of PJ Tour play. What are the repercussions if they play in the Live? I think they like forfeit their membership. I mean, give away their card. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now, you got to think that this was in the back of every guy's mind when their name was associated with Liv, right? I mean, the odds were it was probably like 50-50 chance that they were going to allow it or not allow it. So it's not like it's going to come to any shock to a guy like Sergio Garcia that PGA Tour is not allowing him to hold, withhold his, his status as a PGA Tour member when he literally like berated a fucking rules official saying, I cannot wait to never see you again and be off this tour and never have to deal with this bullshit ever again. You think he's going to be like, oh. I don't get to play in the Wells Fargo next year. It's like, no, I mean, he literally told the guy to, like, kiss his fucking dick. And I'll, I'll see you later. I think London. he is going to react like that. I think really? like, that was, well, yeah, just because I don't think that was, like, a rational reaction. I think he was just like, ah, I can't wait to leave this tour, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's going to be rattled that the tour is like, wow. yeah, if you go play in that event, like, see you later. Because well, he's only going to play in eight. So he's only going to play in potentially eight events now all year long and not have access to any PGA Tour events. I think he'd be rattled about that. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this for so many months, like with that idea, like they're just going to play in this eight event thing, make a ton more, a ton of money, much more than they'd ever make on the PGA Tour, and then probably be able to play in the majors because they're like individual entities, right? As opposed to from the PGA Tour, like you maybe still play in the US Open, you can still play in the Masters, still play in the British Open. Like, I think this was some, this this is not shocking news to me. That's all I'm saying. That's my opinion. I think it's very, it's definitely, it's not like it was uh, not an option, but I think that, you know, the tour was 
it was rumored that the tour was going to ban players basically for the PJ tour if they play. Jay Monahan was asked directly in this players championship interviews, like, are you going to ban players? And he never said yes. He was very much kind of beat around the bushy on like, you know, we'll evaluate and we'll do this and we'll do that. And Greg Norman has phrased everything as, no, we're not a rival. Like we're adding, we're a supplement to other, you know, to all these golfers options and we're doing the events when there's, you know, and so, I don't think that it's uh, – I wouldn't say it's like shocking. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I would say it's it's huge news in that this is now going to lead to a very clear – I think dominoes are going to fall of who's going and who's not very, very quickly now because the tour has drawn the line in the sand, like Trent said. Does it lead to – and this is – I'm way out of my depth here, but can it lead to lawsuits? Like can Liv um, sue the PJ Tour and say it's essentially like – I don't know if it's a monopoly, but it's it feels a little bit like a monopoly if you're saying that we are the only game in town. I don't know how that works when it comes to sports leagues. I know how I have a better idea when it comes to business, but I don't know how what it means when it comes to sports leagues. Well, they still have the opportunity to like play in others. And it's like a monopoly, I would say, is you know, if there was not allowing anybody else to host a golf tournament. I mean, you can just choose yeah. to play in a different league, but it's like they're mutually exclusive. So I don't feel like it'd fall under a monopoly, but you know, I'm not a lawyer, so that could be just way off base. But I think the lawsuits yeah, I, are definitely going to happen. I just don't know if they're going to be successful. Yeah, I would say I would say it'd be more like player to tour level if they signed up for anything and like didn't know the like repercussions from that, and you know they withhold them for too long or something like that. I would say would 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 be more interesting. I think that. Yeah, I mean, this is like a play of the PGA Tour to be like we don't want competition would maybe be the lawsuit. You know, which is like all players versus the PGA Tour, I think would be kind of interesting of just being like, dude, you can't hold us like hostage here. This is like this up until this point, this was like basically come as you will PGA Tour. We didn't have to play in all the events and we could do other things on the weekend. We could do media things. And all of a sudden you're saying because we're playing elsewhere, like they could play on the European Tour before. So I, I think there's. The fallout will be interesting, and there's much smarter, smart, smarter brains than I that will come up with like, you know, they, billions of dollars could, of lawsuits. Wow. They could certainly argue that it sets a precedent that you that they don't want. Like they could, they could, the players could say, you know, yeah, maybe we don't want to play in the Saudi league. That's not the example we want to use, but we don't want you guys. Like it's it can right. it can be looked at as a power grab from the PJ Tour and having control over what the players can and can't do and where and where they cannot play. And that's something that I would imagine players on the tour might be interested in. It's not about playing in the Saudi league. It's about, we don't want to, you guys to set the precedent. That's that you right. Guys precedent. Have the power Say that to- as many as times as possible. That's the word that will, I yeah. think, like, I think you're spot on with that of like that point that you're making, I think is a hundred percent accurate of like letting the dominoes fall, if you will. And this, is the one that knocks one down and then lawsuits just go crazy. Yeah. And to be clear, I mean, when players play us in a four man scramble, you know, there is a, an exemption form that needs to be signed and from the tour to allow that to happen. Uh, when, you know, Phil and Tiger play in the match, they have to get an exemption from the PGA tour to play, you know, in a broadcast, not on the PGA tour, Rah, rah, rah. When they, you know, the players went and played in the Saudi Invitational, um, they had to get an exemption and the PJ Tour put 
um, stipulations on it where they had to play, you know, in the AT&T Pebble Beach thing next year, whatever those stipulations were. But, you know, this stipulation of just denied, um, yeah, is a precedent that their the tour made their stance extremely clear. Um, I think there will obviously be lawsuits. I think there's now going to be – it's big news in the sense that it's going to trigger a lot of things that are going to happen um, that are just in the golf ecosystem going to be fascinating for the next several, several months. And who knows who's going to go where? Who knows how rattled certain people are going to get? This is going to naturally pit people – that aren't typically publicly against one another, against one another, right? Like you're probably going to have, just like when Bryson became so controversial, all of a sudden you had like Matthew Fitzpatrick firing shots at Bryson DeChambeau. It's now going to be like Sergio is going to make a comment or about, you know, the Live Golf Tour, about the PGR. Somebody else is going to be in a press conference presented with those comments, be like, what do you think? And then that person's going to fire shots at Sergio Garcia. And it's going to be like, oh, fuck, we've got, we've got, we got action, boys and girls. We got action. What's going on on Greg Norman's phone right now? Messages. Just an amazing amount of messages. Or did he just take it and just throw it into a body of water? And he is now, no one knows where Greg Norman is. Or someone took his phone from him and no one knows where Greg is. I mean, how much of a fuck you, how much of a, like a fuck you from Monaghan to Norman is this decision? Like a personal, you're not going to bully me around. Like I bet you, you got to think in some... I said there was probably a 50-50 chance that this was going to happen the whole time, but you got to think in some negotiations or conversations, Norman's like, he'll never fucking do that. And like probably to to like Monaghan from Norman, he's like, you're never going to fucking not grant us the access. And then bang, he just does it right there. Just a big F you to Greg Norman. I, like I wonder how much of that is personal. It's really like who has the bigger dick leading these fucking leagues right now. Who's gonna like? Who's gonna give in? Who's not gonna give in? Who's gonna steal the other players? It's like a fucking game of chess. I, I think it's just like a brand protection. I don't. know. I mean, it'd be interesting if something came out that was like they had got beef. But I don't think. I think it's just protecting the PGA Tour shield through and through, and that's like that's his number one job. Um, but I, I mean, to Trent's point, I mean, <laughs> there could just be like Saudi WebEx must join right now. And that's just like, that's what Norman's on for the rest just, of the night. You know, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, like to, to Frankie's point, I'm sure they were prepared for this. I'm sure they had, you know, legal steps set up that they're now going to um, pursue. And it'll be interesting to see how it. It shakes down. Uh, what a court more- case that will be. A Supreme, it should go to the Supreme Court. You know, the the players versus the PGA Tour. Be right after Roe v. Wade. All those discussions. It'll just be like, how can we get these these golfers, you know, in the right in the right money making machines so that they can get the ball in the hole. It's fucking okay, wild where can, times. Where right can we now. allow them to make the most millions of dollars? It's fucking wild world right now. These fucking golfers are are finding themselves in. Uh, well, speaking of these golfers, we, we were talking about two guys already, Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, who are tailor-made athletes. Um, I got this right here. This might be targeted at uh, one person in the show. It says, if your putting game is unstable, grab yourself a Spider GT putter and inject a dose of stability into your game. This super forgiving putter is made to give you consistent rolls time after time. Spider GT from TaylorMade in stores now. I'll take one of those. Thank you. I mean, I'm not a great putter either. I mean, come on. I mean, I'll have flashes. Their putters are amazing, though. Their putters are amazing. Amazing. 
Sorry, you have you do have you have flashes of brilliance from you have that like speed like twenty feet or greater. Yeah, All of do. a sudden That's you right. just get hot from that. That's rain. right. Rory's or Frankie's got a Rory swing, and I got I putt like speed. This is a fun episode. <laughs> I like it. But you're right in a weird way, less consistent. But there are times when I can just roll. I sometimes feel far more comfortable when I'm far away from the hole than I am close to it when I'm on a green or off the green. Montreal Canadiens got the number one overall pick. And they're in Montreal for the draft this year. Fucking Devils jumped from one, two, three, four, from the fifth pick to the second pick with that fucking lottery. How did the Devils get another two pick? Where are the Islanders at? 13, where they were slated. Rangers bumped. Where did the Rangers, when the Rangers got, um, was it Lafreniere or Kako when they jumped like a billion points? I think it was Kako. I think it was him. Yeah, they it went from like nine to up. one. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Exactly. I was just like, God hates me. It's just insane. <laughs> God hates me. Remember watching that, being like, no chance. I think it was laugh. I think it was for Lafreniere. Was it? Because I don't think they were ever the worst team in the league. Anyways, Whatever. the Spider GT um, from TaylorMade is um, it's excellent. And I will say, my putting with the with the Spider X that I've been rocking for a long time. It just feels like you can't mess the the, techno- the technology on the thing. There's not, I mean, there's not even really a sweet spot. The whole thing is a sweet spot. The entire yeah. face of the putter, from the toe to the heel, is just a sweet spot. And the when we went there into the putting lab at the Kingdom, and they walked us through the difference between you know miss hits on putts when you hit it from eight, twelve, twenty five feet. If you hit it a little bit on the heel, a little bit on the toe with a traditional putter, a non-spider putter, you just lose so much. You lose distance, you lose accuracy, and that's going to lead to more three and a half, six foot leaves, whatever. Whereas when the sweet spot is basically the entire face of the club, you just get that pure roll, even if you don't hit it directly on the center. And that's going to give you way more chances for that ball to go into the hole or finish right next to the hole. So you don't have to worry about three jackets. So, um, tailormade.com, go check out the putters. You can customize putters on there, which we've all done, which are awesome. The spider GTs. So that's tailormade.com. Go check them out. Great, great tools they got there. Yeah, the dominoes are about to fall. Fireworks are going to happen. I imagine we're going to get more statements. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. We're going to see players, I'm sure, make statements. It should be. It's going to be, I imagine, a little bit like the opposite of when we had everybody pledging their allegiance to the tour. Now we might get some people like, you know, pledging their defecting, you know, that they are defecting from the PGA tour, um, which yeah. will be fun. You know, do we think? Fun. Do we think anyone will do that? And if we do, what what's the over under on the number of guys that do that? Oh yeah, I think guys are going to do that. I just don't. I just yeah. I don't know who. I don't know how many. I wonder. Here's my question: What are we going to do? What? How do we handle it if one of our guys does that? Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> All um, right, boys, hit them hard. <laughs> I don't know. I that's that's a scenario I had not thought about. I do I, think Trent's point though about the precedent and like doing the European tour and like I would say the details of the PGA Tour's stance on why the Saudi league is a no-go, I'm very interested in to read a little bit more about. Of like, what is the particular reason that this tour is a no-fly zone? I think will be pretty interesting because I don't think they'll just hold against it. I think there will be some like foundation that they follow. I wonder if there's something that says, like there don't they put 
clauses in some like professional athletes contracts where it's like this, you know, he was suspended because of actions detrimental to the team. Like I would imagine maybe that they're saying if you go over and play uh, in this live tour, then that's an action that's detrimental to the PJ tour. And like sort of that's how it goes. That would be the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. Some, I mean, something like that, you know. Now the four. Am I a lawyer? I feel, kind of feel like I'm a lawyer this episode. <laughs> I think you've like been the most lawyer guy on the show. So I, I use the word sure. precedent. I used I used it a bunch of times, and I just use actions detrimental to the team. So it's like, mm-hmm. like, where's my which? Where's the bar exam? Where which states can I? be a lawyer and it. it's what it feels like a little yeah bit. ryan and ryan we're gonna sign up for you know that's you're our guy feels good feel i feel like i'm on a little bit too much of a hot streak that the next sort of lawyer question that comes up i'm gonna completely fumble you're just a huge baby lawyer big baby <laughs> huge big baby huge baby uh cool, so anyways big news breaking news we'll see how uh everything unfolds um I want to talk a little bit and, uh, you know, from the gallery, we can get into from the gallery uh, coming up in a second. But first, I want to talk about Tom Brady's contract. So Tom Brady, what a wild couple months. But Tom Brady obviously announced he's going to retire, announced he's going to unretire. And then uh, it was announced today that he has inked a $375 million 10-year deal with Fox uh, to be an analyst for their football coverage for the NFL coverage. Uh, I, Tom Brady has, you know, never been an analyst ever. He's never been a broadcaster ever. And he's <laughs> going to make more than anyone else in broadcasting, uh, which is, which is fucking amazing. And I, you know, I, I know Kirk, Kirk Minahan, who, who I listen to their show all the time. They, he brings this point up all the time on football. Like, I don't know that the, I, does who's broadcasting or analyzing the game? matter for like anybody really i mean i get that you're gonna you prefer you know you prefer certain people and you might chatter about how you like it but like is it gonna are you gonna be like all right tom brady's on the call so i'm gonna turn that game on like are people people gonna do that there must be something there because tony romo did it and they paid him a fortune i mean like no for me like i'm just gonna watch the giants game trent's gonna watch the iowa game so like but there's gotta be they've got to see a massive ratings bump to effectively pay these people because there's no way that they do i can't imagine can't that they be. do like the only the only situation i can think of where this is true and there might be more examples out there but the tnt nba crew the charles barkley kenny the jet Shaq, and ernie like that feels like one of the only crews in all of sports where people are like all right that's the show that i have to watch because those guys are so great tom brady like you said, Riggs, not only is he unproven as an analyst or anything like that, but we just don't know what we're going to get with him overall. I, I, it's an, it seems insane on the face of it. It's a lot of money. And yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like you, you know, people are going to tune in for Tom Brady. You just are. I mean, he, he's Tom fucking Brady. Just like if Michael Jordan was on some sort of, uh, um, post game coverage or calling a basketball game, you're just going to like, but do you tune into like the hockey post game? That's just what I was. Wayne Gretzky's on there. Yeah, I actually do. I love okay. the TNT crew. I love Biz, our coworker on there. I think they're all amazing. I think, I think you know that whole entire crew is just really funny. I watch all the intermission stuff. I watch the post game stuff. I think the way they mic up the players, like they do stuff that's just different than all the other broadcasts. Like Brady might have different interactions with players because he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe he like. 
does things differently. I mean, it's, it's interesting. We'll see how much, like, how different it's going to be. He seems to be a guy that likes to, like, change the way people perceive athletes. I mean, he does the match. He's, like, he's he's all over the place. I mean, he did um, Man in the Arena. He did the whole Tom Brady documentary himself. Like, maybe he's going to do different shit. Like, you know, Biz went to TNT and did different shit, and now I watch it. Like, and that's worth whatever contract they gave Biz because now I literally turn on that game on Wednesday nights and whenever they're playing. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely a fan of the move. It's just a fucking ton of money, which uh, if they have it, who cares? I don't know. I um no, I love those guys too. The TNT crew, both and and for both sports that we've mentioned are are excellent. But I guess and Frankie, you're I mean, if that's if a lot of people are doing that, then it's clearly definitely worth it. I just I would it would be very difficult for someone to convince me that. And I get maybe the first couple games, first six games of the season, or you know when Tom Brady first starts, people will tune in because like, holy shit, I got to see this Tom Brady. But for ten years, by year two, I just can't imagine there are people that are like, you know what, I wasn't gonna watch the NFL today, but I, Tom Brady's calling that game at four thirty. I gotta watch that thing. Like I just can't. I find that so hard to to think that that is worth a three hundred seventy five million dollar difference. So much money, and I just wonder so how much. much of the money is just to have him be a part of your channel, yeah. where like. It's not actually worth dollars from week to week. It's just like that's what he's worth to just have a part of your team for 10 years. Like, I would really – yeah, and I, I would I be interested know. to know like who are they bidding against? Who was that 365 <laughs> and they were just like, right, <laughs> can't quite do it. And they're like, well, we're going 375. Like Because there was a bid. You don't just come up with 375. Had to be, there had to be so, – I, I would be very curious to know where the second highest number is because – 375 for a guy like when is this even going to start? We don't know. Tom Brady is still playing. He could play for another five years. This or do you think be- they? Do you think they sat there and gave him a blank check? They're like Tom, whenever you're ready, you just write the number on there, and you're going to come work for us. And he literally wrote, you know what? It's going to take. It's going to take 375 million dollars for me to come. And they're like, whoa! I did not think he was going to write that, but something <laughs> we have. We have to cash the check. He has it in his hands now. He's got the whole routing and account number. It's got to happen. It's a fascinating thing because. I've just never seen anything like it. I've never seen uh, a network drop so much money on an unproven talent like that and something that's not going to kick in for a couple of years or whenever Brady retires, uh, decides to retire officially. So I, it's very strange. You know what's really strange? And I mean, they have all the numbers that we don't, but like, I guess I'm seeing what you guys are saying. For the TNT with the hockey guys, that was a brand new acquisition. Uh, TNT, ESPN, they bought all the rights from NBC and NBC Sports and like all those games were on like USA Network and all these different channels and like now they went out, spent a bunch of money on Wayne Gretzky and they got Biz and Tockett and all these guys and they will, uh, and McHugh and like now we have a home to watch primetime, nighttime hockey, right? Like now we know TNT is the spot to go. It was, it was never like that before. You had to go on TSN or whatever. With football, it's like, you know, Sunday nights and Monday nights are just, those are the games you watch. And it's like, regardless, I guess, of who's announcing them. Like, I'm kind of doing the classic me thing where I'm arguing against you're myself. You're thinking like, it through. You're thinking it through. Regardless of who's announcing them, you're going to you watch the games. You put Adam Schefter in that seat. And, Bro. and I don't think it changes the ratings. Like, Bro, I but don't. Like, but they like, could pay they would argue against that. $45 to sit there and it would the ratings would be pretty similar. I don't know, I man. They, don't, too. they have to keep making the NFL grow, right? Like, th- there's got to be reasons for why it keeps growing. And, like, this has to be why. They're staying relevant. Their announcers are the best players of all time. Tom uh, Tony Romo was like a great quarterback for the fucking most 
uh, for the Cowboys and one of the most uh, famous teams ever. Now he's an analyst. Like there's got to be reasons why they do this stuff. It's just it's it's king. Football is king, and they they have the formula. They are right, and we're wrong. What is the contract again? Thirty-seven. Ten, ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. And who's this with again? Yeah. Fox. Okay. Yeah. Fox. Yeah, because Romo's I thought was huge. It's ten years, one hundred and seventy-five million. It like makes it look like peanuts, dude. But Brady's that much better. Totally. than Tony Romo. In is all aspects he though? Of life. He's double. Is he? We don't know. Than Tony Romo. He's yeah. never done the. No, no, I don't know. Brady is just doubly better than Tony Romo. You're talking about on the field. Yeah. We're talking, no, no, we're talking about him as a person is just doubly better. Everybody knew. No, no, no. Everybody knew Tony Romo was going to be a great announcer because he, I, I think at, like at some point he had done a little bit when the Cowboys got eliminated or something. Like everybody knew. That or every, that he was going to be great somehow, and he is great. I know pe- he's polarizing now, and that's that, that's what happens. But he is actually pretty good at that job. Uh, Tom Brady, we have, no, we have no idea. None. He could be awful. He could be nope. two games in, and they're like, he doesn't talk. He doesn't say anything. He's just quiet. <laughs> like you don't. You have no idea. No clue. Like it's just I, a different aura. Like Gretzky doesn't talk that much on TNT, and every time he speaks, you're like, that was fucking awesome. Wayne Gretzky just when Wayne Gretzky talked Wayne about said the Iowa, Rangers goal in game one should have counted. He did say that. When he also said that he <laughs> couldn't make yeah. right over. He also said Wayne Gretzky himself uh, is the reason why I got into such a damn argument with people five years ago when I said he couldn't make an NHL roster nowadays. He's the one that said that also. So and everyone said, Oh, he's just being humble, he's stupid, yes, he doesn't really he say does. his words right. Is um is Gretzky getting right. paid the hockey equivalent of thirty-seven million dollars a year? <laughs> Gretzky's mm. getting paid like five hundred grand. I bet. No, he's ma- he's he's making some cash. Gretzky's okay, I think definitely he's doing making- well, but he's not making no. a fraction of that time. No, and he's not. But also, NHL plays it pays its best players eight million. That's what to I mean. That's what I mean when I say the hockey equivalent. Gretzky's so, like when Gretzky gets like. A year. Three million a year for That's a show that good, never man. existed before. When the best player in the league, Sidney Crosby, makes eight point seven million. So it's is, like, come is on, football ten times bigger than hockey. I'd have yeah. to argue like that's about right, right? I mean, <laughs> okay. I, don't I don't know. I'm I, surprised was, he's making three question. million a year. I think that's pretty high. That's a good amount of money. For a show that never existed, they have four guys on that show, five guys on that show. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking. It's a lot of money, but the NFL makes so much fucking. But it's not money. the NFL we're talking about. We're talking about Fox. Yeah, but um, how did? Yeah, so but the NFL makes so much money for for everything that Fox then can charge however many dollars yeah. for all the advertising. I mean, yeah, they're not showing the fucking saying. dog show. I mean, they're showing NFL. It's like that's where they're making their cash. I see what you're saying. Right, the, the ratings. There could also be something to it about like the TV deals and like maybe timing wise, like Fox could get more because more people are watching because of Tom Brady. That three seventy five could be like an investment towards a new television rights. Right, deal. but you just said more people are watching because of Tom Brady. And also, but also Amazon. The entire thing. And Amazon's like coming in soon, so like maybe they're trying to stick stick it to be like, all right, maybe people are going to stop watching CBS to go to Amazon. Why not watch Fox? Show me what this looks like in year six. Is what me I want to know. Are they trying like, to get people away from like Red Zone? Right? Like, are they trying to get people to. Because, like, I'm wondering what. What's, I like that strategic to, thought that just popped where, in your brain. It's like, where are they trying to corral these viewers? Are they trying to keep. Are they trying to be stuff? competitive against these other. Is that what they're doing here? It's just I, like, is that what's driving them? Are they like, let's make people sit here and watch a full game so that they can hear all of Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably the greatest athlete of all time, just talk about our sport. And they're just going to watch Fox all game instead of flip over to. 
the red zone channel 214 or whatever it is and they're just gonna watch all little snippets of the games and not care about who's announcing them i don't know like uh, like is there any scenario where he's so good that this becomes a steal i would argue probably not like that's almost how you can judge a deal too right like if it's if he if if it wasn't 37 million if it was 10 million and even people then were like holy shit that's a lot of money but then he comes in and he is just the best football analyst and people have to hear the football uh opinions of Tom Brady on Fox then it's like oh maybe this is actually a steal i think at 37 and a half million dollars a year there isn't a performance that he can put on on television that it ends up being an awesome deal for Fox. They crunched the numbers and they figured out that it was fucking worth it. Whether they're adding $40 million in advertising just by having Tom Brady in the booth, then that's the answer. I mean, they they made, they crunched the fucking numbers and he's worth that also, money. They're not dumb. Also, no, well, maybe. I'd also argue that a large portion of the country hates Tom Brady. Would you think? Would you say it's a large portion? I don't think so. Maybe not anymore. That was certainly true when the Patriots were dominant. I, right. I, I, yeah, I, it was more true before he. Yeah, for whatever reason, also, the Tampa thing almost winning, makes him. Yeah, as, as he kept winning, didn't he just like gain the respect of everyone? Maybe in the early days, it was like the Belichick Brady versus everybody, and now then it just became like, how many can these guys win? I mean, even as a Jets fan, at some point you had to just bow to your master and just be like it's like you just are the greatest thing we've ever seen ever yeah there is there is certainly a degree of that i guess that yeah that it was the tom brady hatred was more like the undefeated patriots team until they lost yeah. the super bowl there's people out there that lived their lives hating michael jordan it's just such a it's it's an unfortunate life to live because like if you're just, I don't know, the Pacers fan or like a Detroit Pistons fan, or it's just, it's tough to like hate that. Like people legitimately, I don't know. Dude, no, Michael right. Jordan was a hockey player for the New York Rangers. You would hate Michael Jordan. Well, he'd be an unsuc- unsuccessful, <laughs> way Lurch too highly touted, absolutely fucking nobody guy like Henrik Lundqvist who <laughs> and won you gotta, nothing in his career. And you got to remember that when these guys are so dominant, and I think you're, I agree with what you're saying, Frankie. I take back that a large portion of the country hates Tom Brady. But he is, these guys are beating. We make that a graphic, by the way, Jake. What? That, um. Uh, this is a large portion of the country hates Tom Brady. No, Dad, come on, Trey don't do that Ryan to me. Four play podcast. I think that was true at some point, but it's not true anymore. Um, yeah, I don't even know. That's what point something I was he would do to me. That's well, something that Jake I, would do to me. I'd be like, I want to slap my asshole, and he'd be like, Frankie wants to slap his asshole on today's four play podcast. Please don't Sponsored put that on. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the point too of like this is just what you do in that business, and clearly their market has figured it out is probably. What's right, and I mean, you know, I, it makes me think of like when, you know, when Band and Dunes will like give us free lodging and give us a couple free rounds of golf because we're gonna like promote the reserve. We're like, does Band and Dunes need us to promote the reserve? Like, they're Band, they don't need us to promote it, but it's like you got to stay 
relevant. You got to keep like that's part of the system is like make sure people are still kind of talking about your spot. Make sure people are still kind of interested in like your spot. Make sure you're still throwing some videos out there and throwing some pictures out there because even though things are great right now, even though we're booked up for two years, like we constantly need to make sure we're playing the game with like marketing and with new entities coming through and like plugging it. And they their system might be like, no, we're not going to necessarily see every single dollar from $375 million in return. But like, we're making a ton of money. We got to do something with it. And the way that you do something with it is like, make sure that you get news and a big name that comes in there. And like, you constantly drive some sort of interest and intrigue to it. Even if it doesn't technically like, well, we run every dollar and we don't need to like do that. It's like, well, really that's just kind of playing the game the right way and making sure that you're kind of like making the right moves and and also maybe it might be a risk of like what if somebody else gets them, so and it's I, and it's not like the football bubble is going to pop in America. That's no. just not you know what I mean. So it's right. the money's going to keep too much in. money. It's, it's yeah it's too I, much money. Charles Barkley doesn't even come close to making this much money. It's just a massive hedge. Like that's just a huge dollar figure. Like Greg, you're talking about like tea times and staying. I know we're talking about wildly different I know, things. I'm just trying, but to it's just I know. it's just a mass. And I get. I think that is the point. Like the point that you made is the right one. It just feels like this wild hedge on Tom Brady to be like <laughs> saving Fox football. Like what the fuck? I mean, you're talking about forty million dollars a year. I'm sure with like bonuses and all the other crap that might go into it. It's like. Has it's he just, agreed to this, or is it like a contract that has been offered to him? I think he took it. I think he agreed to it. Has, did Fox lose someone recently that I'm just forget? Like, did, did Fox lose an analyst that like everyone's gonna miss or something? Dude, it's almost like in Formula One when like they just announced that they uh, uh, a different driver is gonna be one of their drivers the following year, and then one of their two drivers is like, uh, I mean. I, that's like my car. That's what, like, what am I going to drive next year? I think it's like that sort of, they're just saying like, yeah, yeah, no, when he's done, he's just coming here for 375 million. And whoever's currently there is probably just Go sitting on. there today. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> see you later. Writing, truthfully, the writing is on the wall. Like this one's <laughs> over. You guys aren't going to believe how much Charles Barkley makes as a TNT announcer. I'm going to say he makes $10 million a year. Now I'm going to say 50. Ooh, a year? 10 million a year. I'm going to say he makes like seven a year. 1.5. What? Oh, then I mean, he's, he's going to renew. I mean, he's right. He's, there's the, the first thing that I read when I looked it up. It said NBA legend Charles Barkley, quote, cheated out of $100 million. So it's something with like the deal or his agent. Something happened there. But one and a half million for Charles Barkley is, Woo. I mean, he should be making 10 times that. Right. Yeah. He's no, it's amazing. a stunning number. It's a stunning number. He is. Yeah. He's, 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 I think Frankie, I think I said this to you one time. I think he might be the number one like sports personality of all time. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's, he's up there. I mean, he's certainly up there. Depends on like how you rank that. There's obviously guys that have made much bigger splashes and have had more impact on like, but I don't know. He's way up. I mean, he's he's definitely top. I five. know what you mean. And the internet kind of changed everything too. But like in terms of like a guy, like Rodman is like just as like much of like an impact guy. Where it's like, what no, the fuck is this like, guy about? I'm talking like post career. Yeah, guy who's talking about it. He Charles was obviously great as an NBA player. But like if you're talking 
a guy who's really, really good at his job and has a he's big personality, I think he's the best. Yeah, he's the best. It's crazy he's making 1.5. That's fucking stunning. Criminal. Um, Tom Brady's making way too much money. <laughs> I'm trying to find out how what, much money uh, did Tom Brady, Brady McFarlane and uh, Witten made? Because there how are, much, how much money did Tom Brady make in his career? It that's can't be. It can't be that much more than 375 million, is it? No, it can't be right. Because no, that like, I mean, that's to a be lot. the greatest Whoa. quarterback of all time. How much money did he get to I literally play the sport? I've got, hasn't I'm, made I've that much. Yeah. I've, okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. I go T. No, I want you guys to guess. Not Lurch. I'm going to say $420 million. I'm going to say... I'm going to say $275 million. $317 million. So he's getting paid more cash to talk about the thing than to literally be the greatest at the thing. What are we talking about here? Fuck this deal. This is fucking crazy. Who's getting paid on the side for this one? Someone's getting cash. I'm seeing Marty Bird type shit here. You were so supportive of this deal at the very beginning. <laughs> like, I got to talk ass what the podcast is. You know, this fucking, we're it's essentially fair. do this like it's, it's true, live. True, like, we just talk true. shit out. It's fucking crazy <laughs> that they're paying this guy $37 million a year when he was getting paid fucking less than on average to be the best. Patrick Mahomes' current contract, guess what that is? I he know it because I remember it, when they is it, signed. Is it $45 million a year? It's close. 42? What is it? Yeah, is no, it really? Frankie's spot on. It's 10 years, $450 million. Yeah. So, I mean, like he's arguably like, okay, the best up and comer. So that's the best up and coming contract. It's only a little bit more than just to be a TV analyst. Feels so like, like when you're, sitting, the right one when you're sitting in a fucking Fox uh, like conference room and you're sitting at the table and you're deciding how much, how are we going to drag people to our, our fucking channel who brings more eyeballs? Patrick Mahomes on Sunday playing the game or Tom Brady talking about it? They literally are saying it's like it's a coin flip. It's like what what are we talking about? If that the game is so much more important. If you have Tom Brady talking for a New York Jets versus Miami Dolphins game, no one's watching it because that game sucks. It's all about the product. If you play the Islanders this year, I mean, the Islanders and the Devils at one point were on like TNT, and I think it was the lowest rated game of the season. Like, no one watched it, regardless of who was on the fucking broadcast. I mean, it was a, it was an unwatchable hockey game. So we were, we were laughing last night how many people were watching Rangers post game with Hank and Balakas. I mean, we were like, we might be the people. only. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was twelve hundred people, like just angrily watching it. And My cursing brother said out. under a thousand, and then like we <laughs> yeah. were like, one of the, we were like, wait, watch for like an extra twenty minutes, and we might be the only TV still watching this where they're like, all right, cut the broadcast. Like this is just we and lose I know a viewer, lose a viewer. Devil's Advocate is saying, well, Fox has nothing to do with the con- like the the content or like you know the product on the field. I get that they don't have any say in that. But fuck, man, don't you, like, find yourself in a situation where you feel lucky you get to, like, film the guys that play the game and you don't have to spend that much money on the announcers? Like, they could they could get by doing the same shit with, like, $30 million? I don't know. It seems just like a waste of money. I hate this deal. It's the worst deal fucking ever. It just seems – and, again, there's smart people clearly that, like, I'm sure they're making money and the network must be making them money and it makes sense. I just don't get how it makes sense and I never will understand how it makes sense. Um I understand how truly makes sense. Truly brings you from the gallery. Truly makes sense because it's it's 
quite simply delicious. It's clean, crisp, refreshing, and also there's over 30 flavors. And also, all cans have under 110 calories. Also, one gram of sugar and naturally gluten-free. It says, what's your favorite flavor? I'm going to have to say my favorite flavor. I was drinking a raspberry lime yesterday. That was amazing. That was amazing. No, are you guys? You guys see these new ones, and I gotta see exactly what they call them. But I got them at the store the other day. Basically, they're these new ones that are like more colorful. Yeah, there's they, ones like a mango chili. No, no, no. It's like Ooh. a new. It's a new box of like, and the they're like brighter. Thing? They're brighter colors, and like they're supposed to be like packing more of like a flavor punch. It's like a new box. I just brought them to Stu Finer's house the other day when he had his Stu Finer. Bash the, they, the margarita ones. Oh God, guys! Mango chili is very strawberry melon fizz, orange peach fizz. Those Frank or no, dude? And we I think brought you're thinking them. of the margarita mix pack. I really do, but I don't know. <laughs> he kind of sounded like Marge Simpson there. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there is over thirty flavors. See, like this, so like really bright ass colors. They're all like you see that orange. You see that gr- that that green lime one. It's like a kiwi one. They're like these bold flavors. They're these bold colors, and they're awesome looking cans. Awesome looking cans. We got them down in Alabama when we played with Doctor Brett McCabe. We grabbed a bunch of cans, which I also learned like you probably shouldn't be doing that when you're having like a therapy session, which they used to do in the old days. And I'm bringing that back, but. I had drank Trulys during the punch, whole thing. The Truly Punch for the It might be the Truly Punch, all right? It might be the Truly Punch. My my point to you guys is I saw these cans and it blew my freaking mind. It might be the punch. Maybe it's the Truly Punch. But they are so vibrant. It said new box on it. I'm a huge fan of Truly. I love Truly. Our commercial with Truly just came out like a couple weeks ago. I was super sunburnt in it like I am today. Just forget to wear sunscreen all the time. You're so sensitive about stuff like that. Nobody, well, I don't that, think anybody that commercial was fucking absurd. Come, come on, no one noticed it. I'm wearing a t-shirt. All you see is a red line across my neck like someone just smacked me across the neck right before it. And then my hand, one part of my hand that was holding it was just red. And everything else, <laughs> they made me wear a t-shirt. Everything else was pure white. And I'm just like standing there with just a red neck and a red hand. Everyone was making fun of me. Truly is the best though. Trulyhardseltzer.com. Find Truly Hard Seltzer near you at trulyhardseltzer.com. They bring you from the gallery. And we have um, uh, one of the questions from Chris is kind of in line with what we're saying is, are TV golf commentators actually good at analyzing golf swings or is hindsight 2020 for them? On TV broadcasts, and this is a great point. I've thought about this before but never really vocalized it. When they break down the slow-mo swing replays, they already know the outcome of the shot. They say nothing but good things about Rory's knee bend and follow through and all that when he drives it 350 down the middle, but they nitpick Cam Smith on the slightest millimeter flaw in elbow bend or hip rotation whenever they already know the shot was duck-hooked into the woods. Do you think any TV commentator like Sir Nick or Colt Nost, without knowing where the ball landed, would predict the outcome of a pro golfer's tee shot by only seeing the slow-mo view? I, that would actually be an incredible video. That would be a great segment for them to run. I mean, you got to get guys like, I think Nick and Colt would be fine with it if you're just like, all right, we're going to show you this swing in slow motion and you got to tell us what you think the result is. That would be a very interesting segment. Very interesting. I will say, shout out Johnny Miller. I thought he actually could do that like very, very well. But I, I would be. What interested. do you mean? Like, but what do you mean? Because they all do, right? They they all do kind of the same thing. Yeah. How would you know? 
I yeah, I guess everything is pre-recorded. I guess isn't it? Every every cut that goes to him. No, but I feel like when we're like, no, but I'm not saying pre-recorded. We're saying we're saying live golf. I understand the question. I feel like when I was watching Johnny Miller, when it was like a live shot, we were watching it all together. That he would call it like appropriately based on their swing motion. But maybe that's wrong. That's just a gut feel. Honestly, we're going off of right now. So you're saying like the second they would make contact, he would be like, "Oh, that's going right." It, it felt that way. He was also like the most critical guy in the world and kind of funny that way. But like, I felt Nerds. like he had a good, he had a good call on it, but maybe that could be wrong. Do um, not, who would you say is best out of like, if you were going to guess? I bet, well, what I, I bet, what, well, I, we're saying that we don't know because it, it doesn't exist. Right. But if my gut, if I, you're asking me who I think would be the best at it. Yeah. Probably Sir Nick. He's just been around forever. It, it it's all about, being around and seeing the most swings to me. Sir Nick could also just be full of shit, the most full of shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I guess I, I don't know if – I think right now to me they would all be tied, right? Because, like, they go to the slow-mo and they're like, uh, break it down for us, Colt. What happened? And the Colt's like, all right, at the top here, this looks good. And then, oh, you can really see the elbow start to flare out there. And then he hits yeah. out to the right. But, like, Colt already knows the ball went 100 yards right. So, obviously, he's, like, breaking it down. And whereas if you just did, did just showed them random slow-mo swings and we're like, where did this ball end up and why do you think it did? And they were able to actually call it out and be like, oh, he got a little underneath it there, you know, or he got a little bit more to uh, inside on the way back. Oh, it's going to bring it back over the top. That's hard to save. He's trying to flip it. Didn't flip it enough. Oh, it's going out to the right. And then they showed that was the actual result. That'd be that'd be fucking amazing. Well, I know what we're doing the next time we have Colt on the show. I know <laughs> for a fact what we're doing. <laughs> Definitely. We show him five swings and see what we get. That would be really fun. So what, you show him like the head-on version, and then you show him the full swing from like you got to find a vi- you got to find a video where it's like um, yeah, it's like that head-on version in slow mo, and then you show him the real time sh- shot after he makes his call. Yeah. Yep. Love that. And then just you got to see the full swing, but you don't mm-hmm. want to see where the ball goes. Yeah. I think no that's a really problem. interesting idea. I wonder how good they'd be. I bet they'd probably be pretty good. There is a chance that they're really good at it. I mean, do how? where do you expand this idea to? Like, do you go to fucking Butch Harmon and be like, I mean, are you worth all like being a coach? Like, do you know what's going on with these swings? Like you know, I know, just call him out. Hey Butch, do you have any idea what you're doing? Like, where's this ball that go? One. Where's like, this he, ball go? Butch? I know that if you showed me five swings, I'd go over five. Correct. Yeah, I think so. I wonder too. if show JT. You think John Tillery's up for this challenge? Yes. Yeah. You know, how good are you at knowing exactly what's wrong with the golf swing that you could watch a guy in slow motion head on, make contact with the ball, follow through, and know exactly where it went? Dude, also, I, it has to be a pro too, because like. If you have one of our swings, they're just so painfully obvious. It's like, dude, this, he, he couldn't hit it left if he tried based on setup. But, like, a Rory, can you really tell, like, that minute detail of, like, a high push versus a high draw? No way. No way, dude. <laughs> off, the, off the contact, it's got to be the same shit. It's right. Like there's I know. such a, a minuscule change somewhere in the downswing that made it go from its apex left to its apex right. Yeah. <laughs> There's just got to be something so... And do it they might... get slow-mo or is it just like... they can? Yeah, they can slow-mo, slow-mo it as much for as they sure. want. Now I'm starting to think I might have a chance. 
No Jesus chance, Christ. dude. You're gonna see you're gonna see the ball come off the club face for a yard. Dude, I I my only and I'm not gonna put it on JT that he's gonna do it and that he would be fantastic at it, but what I do know is that that guy is obsessed with golf swings. He calls himself a swing junkie. All he does is watch golf swings. All he's done, he talked about it like even when he was still playing, even when he was like Pretty young, he was like, I just loved watching swings. Like, I brought up Tiger because when when I was down there, it was when Tiger had been spotted at Southern Hills. And I was like, oh, this is pretty crazy. People are going nuts. Tiger's at Southern Hill. And he was just, like, ready to talk about, oh, I can see the difference in the Tiger swing now that most people can't see that, like, what's making it, how he's making it work the way that he is. So, like, guys like that, I'm sure there's guys who are just like that who do TV, who are just out in the world, who are obsessed with the golf swing, and they can tell little parts of it that make a difference on where the ball goes. Speaking of that Tiger Woods joke, every time someone says Tiger, I say Woods. This happened to me in real life the other day. I I heard this in conversation, and I had to call the guy out and be like, what the fuck was that? We're at my buddy, you know the Guido Torpedo. He was the fucking police officer for Tiger Woods at Bethpage State Park when we were there for the PJ Championship. And then also was there at Winged Foot and was like giving us all this inside information about where Tiger was going to be, when he wasn't going to be, all this blah, 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 blah. So we're at Guido Torpedo's house the other day. And he's like, it's my first time going there. And he's showing me all of his memorabilia that he had. And he comes up and he goes, Frank, look at this. And I'm looking at... Yeah, they call me Frank, a couple of my friends. But he looked at me. Uh, he, I looked at this thing he had, and it's a fucking white Tiger Woods hat. Tiger Woods signed it. And then there's a picture of the Guido Torpedo walking with him in his uniform. Tiger Woods signed it. Awesome. He saw him. He brought it all to Wingfoot, got it signed when it was from PGA. Whatever. He's walking back to where he had this memorabilia s- displayed. And uh, someone goes, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's Tiger. And someone from his family, some like 19-year-old kid goes, Oh, Tiger Woods? Because he's someone said, what is that? He goes, Tiger. And he stopped the anthem. He goes, Tiger Woods? And no. I said, I let the I let it go for like a minute and we're watching the game and I'm smirking myself. And I said, now who the fuck did you think he was talking about? <laughs> Never met this guy in my entire life. I said, now who the fuck did you think he was talking about when he walked with a golf hat and said, this is Tiger's signature? He goes, oh, no, I was just like making sure. He's like, you don't have to be an ass. I was like, no, no, like, no. Like, we're going to absolutely fight now because, like, <laughs> you hear the name Tiger. It's just like, what are you thinking, fucking Tony? I mean, what, how is that possible? I couldn't believe it happened to me in real life. I honestly could not. I could not believe. I wonder if that generation, though, I mean, there's probably yeah. a good amount of kids from 13 to 19, 20, 21 who probably are like, I really don't know who Tiger is. Dude, he literally was like, I don't watch golf. I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I was like, I'm going to strangle you, dude. You would think that, you would think that hopefully 2019 would have would nipped Definitely that in the butt a little bit. Bro, we talk about all the time, is he the most famous guy on the planet at times? Like, I mean, he just the way he just takes over social media and pop culture and sport. Like, these are all just the things we have in the world. I mean, I don't know. It's like, what else do you have in the world that... How do you not know who Tiger Woods is? You never crossed your ta- you never crossed your table. Never once did that name be like, oh, I, I should check this guy out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like Dalai Lama, the presidents, and then Tiger Woods. Like these, there's names like the Pope. These are names you know. Yeah, you gotta know. It's Tiger. Also, 
Yeah, it's also a guy that he clearly had heard of, and he's making it seem like he's heard of multiple tigers. That That's are, the point that I wanted him to explain. <laughs> that are like, that are, oh, is it Tiger Woods or is it Tiger Johnson? It's like, I literally said, you, yeah. did you think it was the guy from the Frosted Flakes box, you fucking idiot? What'd you think? Who? Who else? Who? So you're never going back to that guy's house? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Uh, we anybody got anything else? I don't think so. Well, um, no, go I Rangers, nothing. man. All I can say is please. Yeah, I could use Still a couple boost. dollars, you know. I would like to <laughs> That's win right. a you, game. You, you'd love a game seven loss. Couple wins and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? No, end I, this thing. Hit it hard. Screw Frankie. I hate the Penguins, too, but it's just <laughs> fucking crazy how much I hate the Rangers. It I drives know. me. It's what makes me wake up in the morning. Let's go, Blues. Honestly. We'll see how things unfold after this announcement. Uh, we're all going to take Scotty to win the PJ Championship. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Hit it hard.